Good afternoon, y'all. It's good to see you guys. <clears throat> guys, um, I'm going to touch a little bit on the gospel and then really kind of focus on the first reading, the Acts of the Apostles, because it's fantastic. Uh, with the gospel, we're in John chapter 6. And so for the next few days, we're going to be in John 6, which is the famous Bread of Life discourse. So I'll spend a little more time on thir- uh, Wednesday and Thursday opening up the Eucharist, um, according to John chapter 6. Um, but just to give you a foundation of where they're at, think back a little bit. Um, because they're asking Jesus for a sign. What sign can you give us, they say, to be able to prove who you are, right? Now think about what they just had. They had just been given the sign of feeding the great multitude of 5,000 people, right? Or actually times that, times a wife and a kid, so 15,000 people. He had just given them all this bread, right? And he fed them. And then he walks on the water across, another great miracle, and now he's in Capernaum where he's going to now encounter the, the people again. And now they're looking for him. They're asking him, okay, give us... Give us something. Give us a sign, as if all that wasn't enough, right? Um, and Jesus is real keen on what they're saying, right? Um, he's, and they, they, they give, they, give uh, they ask for the sign like Moses gave the people. Moses gave them bread that came down from heaven, they said, this manna, right? Now, Jesus had just fed them. So they're speaking about manna and the miracle bread. Um, and so that's where Jesus is going to use this as the platform to say, it's not about that, it's about, it's about me. I'm the bread of life. Right? And he's going to open up in some powerful ways over the next couple of days. So hold your horses. We're going to talk about that in the next couple of days. I want to jump into Acts of the Apostles. Because today we see uh, the, the martyrdom of the first Christian. Right? St. Stephen. He was a deacon. He was not one of the twelve. And we see his martyrdom in such a powerful way. Like he was preaching the gospel um, in, in just powerful ways in converting people. He had a true gift from the spirit of articulation and persuasion and conviction. And the Jewish people, the Sanhedrin, um, they wanted him to stop preaching. <clears throat> and so we see his martyrdom. And uh, yesterday, it spoke of his, his face, they said, yesterday became that like an angel. So he began to glow in this very powerful way. But listen to what he tells them. He is in their face. He looks at them and he says, you stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, Okay, this is a massive insult, okay? What does uncircumcision mean? Well, the Jewish people had to be circumcised in their body, their flesh, right? And that showed that they were part of the the Jewish people, the covenant that God formed with Abraham. And so he's basically saying you're circumcised in body, but your heart is not circumcised. You're you're no better than a Gentile, (laughs) okay? This is a massive insult to them. He says, you always oppose the Holy Spirit. You're just like your ancestors. All right? And the ancestors were not the very nicest people, especially to the prophets. And that's what he tells them. All the prophets of the past, your ancestors killed them all. And you're just like them. You killed Jesus, and that's what he's going to get to. You killed them, and you're you're going to kill me. You're no better than your ancestors. He's not holding back any punches. And this is what he's dealing with. He's dealing with facts. He's not dealing with his personal opinion. He's not dealing with any sort of conspiracy theories. He's not dealing with personal revelations. He's dealing with facts. History tells them their ancestors killed all the prophets. But yet they don't want to hear the facts, right? And so he says that you received the law as transmitted by angels, but you did not observe it. 
right? So the law that was given to them by Moses, the Ten Commandments, they saw that and they were like, oh, this is amazing. This is straight from God. The finger of God wrote these. Therefore, they're given to us with the chosen people. And he says, you received it as if it was from angels, but you didn't observe it. And do you all see the response that they have? They become like animals. It says, when they heard this, they were infuriated and they ground their teeth at him. <laughs> like a dog, like a wolf, grinding their teeth, right? So that's one of the weird things. Whenever people get confronted with what is truth, they, 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 because they're diabolical, in a sense, they begin, to just rat, they begin to act out like animals. Just their emotions come out. And then it says Stephen is filled with the Holy Spirit, and he says he sees the heaven open up, and he sees the glory of God, and Jesus sitting at the right hand, and he tells them that. And it infuriates them even more. And they drag him out to the city, outside the city limits, and they stone him. Right? And we see this great witness, the first one to witness by his very life, shedding of his own blood to the resurrection of Jesus. You see, he wouldn't have died. He wouldn't have done that had it not been for the resurrection. Nobody's going to die for a dead person. Right? If Jesus would have just died on the cross, well, then it would have all ended at that point. But because he resurrected from the dead, that changed the ball game. And now all of a sudden we have the first martyrdom. Someone saying, no, I believe that he is God. I believe he is who he said he was. And I believe he was risen from the dead. And I will lay down my life for it. Right? Incredible witness. And this is going to be the story of our story, the Catholic faith. This is our story for the next 324 years is going to be martyrdoms and people laying down their life for what they believe to be true and who they believe to be true, right? Like this is incredible. He, Jesus, is someone worth giving your life for, right? He didn't sit there and go, oh, wait, I'm young. I still have a whole life ahead of me. I've still got these things to do and these hopes and dreams that I want. No, he said the most important thing is eternal life and is Jesus. And he laid down his life, right? So that's pretty incredible, but they, they make a point to say, who was there? The very last sentence says, they laid his clothes at the feet of Saul. And some of you know who that is, right? Who is Saul? Well, Paul, that's right. Y'all are good. You know your catechism in your Bible. Yeah, that becomes the great St. Paul. So it's amazing. Saul, before he had his experience with the resurrected Jesus, is witnessing this murder. And it's crazy because it's almost as if Saul, it's almost as if Stephen had to die in witness to the true faith in order for the great St. Paul to arise, right? One gives way for the other, right? I can imagine what that encounter was like in heaven whenever the two of them finally got to meet. What a cool experience. And I'm sure Stephen said, thank you, Paul, for not stopping that because now I got to enjoy eternal life. And Paul probably said, thank you, Stephen, for laying down your life because without you, I probably wouldn't have had my conversion either. So the both worked hand in hand. So anyway, I just think it's amazing how we have these beautiful witnesses in our faith to be able to show us what it means to not live a lukewarm and mediocre faith. Right? We're called to greatness. And we're called to live our life for Christ in heroic ways. And sometimes that means persecution. Sometimes it means being misunderstood. Sometimes it means having to speak truth in which is profoundly rooted in the teachings of the faith, even though we may be persecuted or pushed away or pushed aside or what have you, right? And so, but this is what we have to stand on, right? The scripture says, blessed are those who are persecuted, not just for any reason. The scripture says, 
for the sake of my name, for the kingdom of God belongs to them. So let us ask St. Stephen today to give us in our day and age the great heroic love and courage that he had to be able to stand up for the sake of the gospel and what we believe in Jesus. Amen.